Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Today's episode of the Jesse Blake Sports Report is brought to you by Dewar. Go to Dewar.ca. That's D-U-E-R.ca for their biggest sale of the year. Now, if you don't know about Dewar, they make the world's most comfortable pants. It's Their denim is so stretchy and so soft. I swear to you, try it. Rub it on your face. Rub it on your legs. It is so comfortable. And this Black Friday, shop up to 50% off in-store and site-wide Shop best-selling styles, mystery bags, exclusive styles, and more. Dewar doesn't do sales, but it's the time of year where everybody's doing sales, and they've joined in on the fun. Act now while quantities last at Dewar.ca. That's D-U-E-R.ca, up to 50% off during Black Friday. The Jesse Blake Sports Report is also brought to you by Sports Interaction. If you want to bet, you can do it at Sports Interaction Canada's Sportsbook. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And today, I have a bet that I am going to be watching throughout Monday's hockey action. So there are three games happening on Monday on the NHL schedule. The Carolina Hurricanes play the Chicago Blackhawks. The New York Islanders play the Ottawa Senators. And the St. Louis Blues play the Colorado Avalanche. Those three games, like is it happening Monday night? I'm going to place a $5 bet on sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN that in the second period of all three of those games, no goals are scored. So I'm going to make a parlay. It's going to be a three-leg parlay in all three of the games that are happening on Monday. There's going to be no goals in those second periods. And I'm going to only put down $5 because if you parlay that no second period goals are scored on Monday night. So tonight, no second period goals. The odds are 430.76 to 1. So 430 times your money. So your $5 bet is a $2,153 payout and 82 cents payout. That's what I'm putting my money on. This is, I think this is what I'm going to try and do from now on off the top of these shows. We're going to go with bets that are like 400 to 1, 500 to 1. And all we need to do is hit one of them. One of these days, one of these is going to hit. Who knows? Maybe it's our first one. Maybe it is our first one that's going to hit. But tonight, my bet, 430 to 1, no second period goals. Once again, that's the Islanders play the Sens, Carolina plays the Blackhawks, St. Louis plays Colorado. No goals in any of those second periods. Parlay at $5, get you $2,000. Let's get to the show. Are you ready? 
Jesse Blake Sports Report. Really? Oh, wait, really? The Jesse Blake Sports Report. That's it? Don't forget, it's the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. <laughs> you know, that's kind of redundant. Dude, is there a problem? No, no, that's fine. I, I just, you know, I thought maybe you guys would come up with something, you know, good. Man, just read it. You know what? Doesn't matter to me. I get paid by the word. <laughs> Let's do this. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. It is Hall of Fame weekend in the NHL. It is Hall of Fame weekend in the National Hockey League. Esteemed hockey players are entering the hall where their names will be enshrined forever. And in honor of that, on today's Jesse Blake Sports Report, we are going to be doing a little ex- exercise. We are going to be sports reporting the NHL players who would make the Hall of Fame if they retired this season. So for this exercise, the player in question, whoever it is, they say, I'm retiring at the end of the 22 23 season we look at we kind of will like rough project we kind of know what their numbers are you know depends on you'll you'll see when you bring up the player their their numbers are going to be in a ballpark but we're going to project like hey they finished the season and they say i'm retired that's it that's where we end their stats and then we as the committee the hall of fame committee you and i you listening you watching and me sitting here running off the numbers and the stats we have to determine, is this player Hall of Fame worthy? I have a couple different tiers that I've placed a bunch of different NHLers into. I have the no debate, active Hall of Famer category. I have the, yes, they're Hall of Famers, look at the numbers, tier slash category. I have the, they're not ever going to get in, sadly, category. I have the might get there, might never get there, definitely not yet tier. And then I have the still too young, but on the way mentions. And lastly, I have an it depends. It depends is probably my favorite. Saving that for last. We'll get there. Uh, It depends is going to be a lot of fun. Let's start off with the no debate. Active Hall of Famers. This one is easy. This is just going to... I just got to rattle off some names here. You'll know. They're Hall of Famers. They're If they retired at the end of the 22-23 season, they're Hall of Famers, no doubters. That list includes... This is uh, this is who I have under this list, this tier. Let me know if uh, you, like, you disagree with anything in the comments on the YouTube section. As we begin this exercise, fire it off. As much as you disagree... If other players should be in different tiers, let me know. Uh, if, you, if you're listening as well, tweet me. Go on our Discord, sbn.ca, to join our Discord. Argue there. There's a Jesse Blake Sports Report server channel there if you want to argue about these tiers and who I have in which categories and who I think is going to make the Hall of Fame and who isn't. The No Debate Active Hall of Famers tier. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Marc-Andre Fleury, Chris Letang. Let's start with the big Pittsburgh four. I think there's no doubts. I don't even think it's up for a conversation. The Pittsburgh four, the Pittsburgh big four get into the Hall of Fame. Chris Letang is probably the only one who's on the outside. Like you can say like, oh, he's probably not a no doubter. But if you, if you look at the stats for Letang, it's no individual trophies, 
two-time All-Star, two-time Cup winner. But I think his importance to the game, his importance to that Pittsburgh dynasty, which it was, it was a dynasty, their long run, it's still going. I think the core four, and I'm including Marc-Andre Fleury in that, where he would get, he's in the Hall of Fame alone on on stats and, and what he's done in his career. I'm including Marc-Andre Fleury in this category, even though he moved on and the other the other three haven't. Uh, I think that's where he first made his mark. I, I think it's fair to include him with the Pittsburgh Four, call him the Pittsburgh Four. Uh, his cups come with them. He's going to get in the Hall of Fame. No, That's a no-doubter of the three. But the fourth, Chris Letang, I think he gets in on the merits of the association and his play. It's more of a been there, we've seen that happen era with Latang, as opposed to you look back at the stats and you look back at the at the the Norris trophies and the resume. I think if you if you live through this era, you know that Latang is as important as Malkin and Crosby to their dynasty, to their run. It's it's the three of them and then it's the four of them when you count the when you look at the bigger picture. Also, 658 career points. He's going to hit 1,000 games because he's at 955 now. Remember, our projections is to the end of the 2023 season. 1,000 games, 144 goals of defenseman. It's not bad. Latang, I throw in there. Other players in the no debate, active Hall of Famers. We don't need to spend much time here on this. Alexander Ovechkin. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. No doubters. Now, I'm not going to bring up retired players. They do not count. This list is for active NHL players who would make the Hall of Fame if they were retired today. So Duncan Keith, not up for debate. I can't, I'm not even allowed to bring him up. He's not even concerned in this category. Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, I think their impacts on the game, they're, they were top 100 players when the NHL released their last list. Uh, that's how they are viewed in NHL circles. Their numbers and their resumes back that up with their three cups. Patrick Kane, Jonathan Tapes, they are the no-debate active Hall of Famers tier. Ovi, yeah, we don't even need to spend any more time on Ovi. Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos, captain of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Steven Stamkos. His numbers, I'll bring them up right now. Career numbers, 985 points. As we go along in this activity where you're going to notice that 1,000 points is a very important bar for the Hockey Hall of Fame. And Stephen Stamkos would hit that at 985 currently on on this day. He'd hit that by the end of this season. He'd hit 500 career goals. He'd hit 500 career assists. There's a no-doubter Hall of Famer. Two Stanley Cups, two Rocket Richards, two All-Stars. Number 91, Captain of the Lightning. Definitely entering the Hall of Fame. No doubter tier. Last member of the no doubter tier. Now you might be like, oh my gosh, last member. There should be more members of the no doubter tier. Well, my last member of the no doubter tier is Patrice Bergeron. Now, Patrice Bergeron could have retired uh, this previous season, and he might not have been playing this season, but they're very similar numbers to Stamkos in that He's not going to hit 500 career goals, but he's cleared 400, 407. He's going to pass 600 assists because he's going to finish this year. He's going to pass it. He's going to get 1,000 career points, which I mentioned is a very important tier. 
the hardware with Patrice. This is the no-doubter category with Patrice Bergeron. The hardware. Five Selkies! Are you kidding me? Five Selkie awards. You cannot keep a man with five Selkies out of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Plus the Team Canada resume. The Team Canada stuff really matters. I didn't even bring it up for um, the other individuals on this list, but they've all been effective international players. They have represented their country. Patrice Bergeron's been one of the stars uh, over the last decade in international play. When the NHL chooses to go to international events, uh, he has been a staple on Team Canada. One-time cup winner, Clancy in 12-13, 2020-2021 Mark Messier Award. Patrice Bergeron, the last member of the no-doubter, knock-him-out-of-the-park, no-debate, active Hall of Famers. Now we get to an interesting tier. A very... This is this is the tier that's going to spark some debate. It's going to spark some angry responses. This is the, yes, they're Hall of Famers. Look at the, look at the darn numbers. That's what I'm calling this tier. So we got Corey Perry. Corey Perry is an easy one. I was, he's like bordering on the, hey, you should probably just put him in the no doubter look at the resume category. He's a Hart Trophy winner. He's a one-time Stanley Cup. He has a Rocket Richard, two-time All-Star. And the most important thing, I think, on Corey Perry's resume, triple gold. Triple gold member. Uh, juniors, World Championships, Stanley Cup. Oh, quadruple gold. Four gold. Um, four champion winner. I don't know. What, what, is, what is the four? Because there's the triple gold where you're World Cup, juniors, and uh, gold medal. But then he also has the Stanley Cup. What is what is that? What is that? Is there a name for that one? I'm gonna try and Google it right here. I'll see if it's on Corey Perry's wiki. If it's not, please please let me know what that is. Yeah. So he has oh the triple gold. They're calling it the triple gold is gold at World Champions Memorial Cup and World Cup of Hockey. He was the second player after Scott Niedermeyer to have that. But he also has gold medals at the 2010 and 2014 Winter Olympics. And he has a Stanley Cup. So he's the five. What is the five club? Like Corey Perry is the, the ridiculous resume that this man has. He is. You want to bump him up? Let's bu- Reading this off. Let's bump him up. Corey Perry should be in the no doubter Hall of Fame category. The the argument, no, it's not even an argument, but like people will try and give the debate that his point totals is kind of lacking because he doesn't hit 900 career points in the NHL. But remember, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of Fame. What he's done outside of hockey, I think, adds to that, plus the Hart Trophy in the NHL, plus the cup, all that stuff. That makes up that little gap from where you're like, okay, he has 862 career points. That's not really Hall of Fame point level, but I think his contributions to the game make him Hall of Fame worthy. Let's bump him up. Let's bump Corey Perry up to the no-doubter that's out of the ballpark, active Hall of Famers. Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl is next on my list on the second tier. Yes, they're Hall of Famers. Look at the numbers. That's the second tier. Corey Perry, or Corey Perry, Eric Stahl crosses that important threshold of 1,000 points. 1,034 points. He actually has no points this season. 
uh, with the Florida Panthers. 441 goals, 593 assists. Eric Stahl is a difficult choice for the Hockey Hall of Fame because of the lack of individual hardware. That's where his arguments kind of slide, but the numbers are there. And it, you look at, he has a Olympic gold medal, 2010 Vancouver. He has a world championship in 2007 in Moscow with Canada. And then you compare Eric Stahl to someone like, I don't know, Daniel Sedin, who went into the Hockey Hall of Fame this past uh, weekend, today, I guess, if, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, his plaque went up, I think it was last week, and then this weekend is the celebration, the enshrinement. Uh, you, they go celebrate it. So Daniel Sedin, 339 goals, 648 assists. Eric Stahl, on the other hand, 441 goals, 593 assists, 1,034 points. So he's six, seven points off of Daniel. He has actually... Uh, He's just shy of Henrik as well. Henrik, he's about 40 off of Henrik. The point totals are there. The individual hardware isn't. No Hart Trophy like Henrik had. No uh, Clancy, Art Ross, Pearson that Daniel had. Eric's only a one-time cup winner and a one-time all-star. But the length he spent in the game, the international resume, the how liked he is by the media, which matters which is coming up later because it matters with another individual I'm about to talk about. Even though the point totals are like barely Hall of Fame level, Eric Stahl, I think, sneaks in. I look at I look at what he's meant to the NHL and his longevity and the way people talk about him and the reverence and the importance that he was to the cup run. Eric Stahl, I think, sneaks into the Hall of Fame you look at the numbers, Hall of Famer, Eric Stahl, checking them off. The next cat, well, it, within this category, I've created a subcategory. In the yes, they're Hall of Famers, look at the numbers category, I've created a subcategory after Eric Stahl and Corey Perry, but Corey Perry's now moved up after Eric Stahl, is the Norris Trophies, yeah, let's put them in category. Eric Stahl, uh, Eric Stahl, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is one of the easiest uh names on this list to just hey yes he's a hall of famer he has two norris trophies the norris trophy is very important for the these three individuals that i'm about to talk about one is eric carlson because there is only one person in the history of mankind who is retired who has a norris trophy who is not in the hall of fame that's randy carlisle randy carlisle's resume outside of his Norris Trophy doesn't really back up a Hall of Fame career. He was never the... He wasn't for a significant amount of time the dominant defenseman that he would need to be to make the Hall of Fame. So he is the outlier. But every single Norris Trophy winner is in the Hall of Fame. If they're eligible for the Hall of Fame. That's how it goes. That's how voters have... They, that's how they voted in the history of the Hall of Fame. So Eric Carlson, he has two. Eric Carlson's also, his impact on the game has been incredible. His point totals are there. His his uh, The winning isn't there, but put him in. 
two Norris trophies, he's, he's getting it. Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman is a very interesting... He's an interesting name because he has the Norris Trophy. He has two Stanley Cups. He has a Conn Smythe. He has six all-star appearances. But he's 31. I still think he gets into the Hall of Fame if Victor Hedman decided at the end of the season, I'm going to retire. Gets in because of those things I just listed off. The Norris Trophy, which is the most important thing ever for a defenseman to get into the Hall of Fame. You need one. All of them are in. The Conn Smythe, the six All-Stars, the two Cups, and the points and the games that he's amassed in his short time in the NHL. He is near a 1,000 games. To put this in perspective, Chris Pronger played 1,167 games. So about three seasons more than Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman has 612 points. Chris Pronger has 698. They're in the 600-point club. No matter if, if Chris Parker is right there at 700, but he's not there. They're both in the 600-point club. Uh, Victor Hedman has the exact same amount of Norris trophies. They each got one. He has more all-star votes. He has more Stanley Cups. Chris Parker has the Hart Trophy, which was, yeah, his, his 99-2000 Hart year is a peak that Victor Hedman never achieved. But Victor Hedman does have the con Smythe. The 2020 Conn Smythe. So when you compare Victor Hedman to the to the tier of greatest defenseman of all time, he'll fall just short. But the just short of the top 10 defenseman of all time makes you a Hall of Famer. And at the young age of 31, I think if Victor Hedman called it quits, so he's at 9-10 games played. So let's say he gets to 9-70. You know, he plays 60 more games this year. He's at 970 games, just short of 1,000 games. What he's done in his career so far is Hall of Fame worthy, 100%. His, his international play for Sweden, I haven't even thrown that in there, but that counts as well. Victor Hedman's a Hall of Famer. Look at the resume. That's the tier he's in. I think he gets in. Last of my subcategory of defensemen with Norse trophies who I think should be in the Hall of Fame. Brent Burns. Brent Burns is a one-time Norris Trophy winner in 16-17. He's a three-time All-Star. He lacks the Stanley Cup. But when I brought up the Chris Pronger numbers, where did I say? I said Chris Pronger was a 600-point club. He's too short of the 700. Brent Burns is pushing on the 800-point club as a defenseman. That is insane. Uh, he's going to hit it this season. He's at 787. He's going to push 800 points. He's going to push 1,300 games played in the National Hockey League with his Norris Trophy. The The way he's transitioned early in his career, we all knew him as a right winger. And, uh, well, he was a defenseman and a right winger. He played that little hybrid thing for a long time in San Jose and then to move to defense permanently full-time. That that specialness of Brent Burns and his impact on the game. The dude's a Hall of Famer. The dude should be voted in as soon as he, as he's eligible. He's 37, so he's running up on the end of his career anyways. If he retired in 2023, Brent Burns has the stats. He has the impact on the game. Even though he lacks trophies and Stanley Cups outside of the Norse, but the Norse is the most important for a defenseman, Brent Burns should be in the Hall of Fame. 
Now, you might be wondering, hey, Jesse, you're talking about all these Norse Trophy winning defensemen trying to get in the Hall of Fame. I expertly skirted this little caveat here. Uh, you might be like, hey, P.K. Subban, that's a man with a Norse Trophy who retired recently, who probably won't get into the Hall of Fame because, I don't know, the numbers re- aren't really there and his career tailed off very quickly and the longevity wasn't there. Hey, no, this this little this little thing we're doing here, it's about active NHLers. So we're not having the PK Hall of Famer debate, okay? That's not a debate for today. That's a debate for another episode of the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Stay tuned for that one. That's definitely coming. Last two players in the Yes, They're Hall of Famers look at the numbers tier. My tier two. Anze Kopadar. Anze Kopadar could make a case, like Corey Perry, to be in the first category. A thousand career points, which is a very important benchmark. He has it. 35 years old, so he's running up on retirement anyways. If he retired at the end of the 2023 season, he'd have somewhere between 1,260 games played, somewhere in there. Uh, He has two Stanley Cups, two Selkies, Lady Bing, and Messier 21-22. Anze Kopitar, probably going to hit the 400 goal club to 700 assists. I don't, there's not like, I don't really need to make the case for him not to get in the Hall of Fame. He's he's a Hall of Famer. And I think it's important to group Anze Kopitar like how we did with the Pittsburgh Dynasty team, like how we did with the Chicago Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. Anze Kopitar is a part of the Los Angeles Kings, I guess duo, but there's more of them. We'll get to them in a second. The Anze Anze Kopodar Los Angeles Kings duo of stars who will also get into the Hall of Fame. The duo includes Kopitar and Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty, uh, he was either going to be in that last category of the defensemen with Norse trophies who are currently active, who should be in the Hall of Fame, or he was going to be in the Los Angeles Kings Honorary Stanley Cup Hall of Fame entry. Uh, the two-time Stanley Cup Los Angeles Kings team Stanley Cup entrance. So I've put him in that second category. But everything I said about the previous guys, Brent Burns, Carlson, that applies. Victor Hedman applies to Drew Doughty, the Norris Trophy winner in 15-16. He is a four-time All-Star, a Two-time Stanley Cup winner, and like I said, that Norris Trophy. Thousand career games, 575 points from the defense, which is an astounding number. The longevity is there. At the young age of 32, like Victor Hedman, the resume is there in a very short period of time. His impact on Team Canada. How many many gold medals does Drew Doughty have? Let's quickly... Bring that up so I can add it to the case for Dowdy for Hall of Fame. He's got two. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, Dowdy's got two and World Junior. So that doesn't make, he doesn't have a World Championship gold, I guess. So that doesn't make him triple gold club because they have these weird, I don't, I'm not even sure what those weird categories are anymore. But he's not triple gold. He is just, Two gold medals at the Olympics, one World Juniors, two Stanley Cups. And he was part of the World Cup team, 
the 2016 World Cup, but that's not the World Championships. He won silver in the World Championships in 2009. Drew Doughty's a Hall of Famer. Impact on the game, international resume, NHL resume, Los Angeles Kings Hall of Famer, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Drew Doughty. Let's get to tier number three. Tier number three is the older players who I don't think ever get in because they didn't quite get there with the numbers. Speaking of the Los Angeles Kings, we have done we have left them last for a reason in the last year because we'll start the third tier with two individuals who played on those teams. Jeff Carter and Jonathan Quick. The Jeff Carter, I really wanted to put Jeff Carter in the Hall of Fame, but I couldn't justify it. I just don't see Jeff Carter getting into the Hall of Fame, but I, I tried to squeeze every juice out of all of the numbers I was pulling together and the comparisons and the people in the Hall of Fame who have comparable numbers, and it didn't add up. The lack of individual hardware, 815 points, 400 career like 400 goals is where I was going to start with Jeff Carter's resume for the Hall of Fame, but it doesn't, the numbers don't number. Two quarters don't become a dollar with Jeff Carter. I don't think he makes the Hall of Fame. And Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick is one of the most difficult goalies, one of the most difficult players overall to put into or out of the Hall of Fame because his numbers would suggest that he should be a Hall of Famer. But if you're not aware of an individual named Mike Vernon, Mike Vernon, Canadian goalie, played for Calgary for a number of years throughout the 80s and 90s. He won the Stanley Cup with the Detroit Red Wings in the mid-90s. Also won the Conn Smythe the year in the year 96-97 when the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. Mike Vernon is not in the Hall of Fame. At no point in his career... I don't think you would ever say that he was the best goalie in the National Hockey League, but he has 385 career wins, 27 shutouts in his career. Uh, like I said, two cups, a Jennings, a Conn Smythe, one all-star. That's what I'm saying about the he's never was never really the best. Vesna runner-up only once. Vesna runner-up once in 88-89. But Mike Vernon was always amongst the best goalies in the National Hockey League. But never like the best. Maybe the the 96-97 year, yeah. But there's there's so many other great goalies throughout the 90s. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. That, that's the long story short. Mike Vernon is not in the Hall of Fame. And Jonathan Quick's resume is quite similar. Jonathan Quick has two Jennings, a Conn Smythe, two Stanley Cups. Mike Vernon has one Jennings, two Cups, and a Conn Smythe. Mike Vernon has 385 career wins. Jonathan Quick has 365. Jonathan Quick has 57 shutouts. Mike Vernon, I said, has 27, so the shutout comparison aren't there. Uh, The longevity with Mike Vernon is definitely there. Played a long time. 13 with Calgary, 3 with Detroit, three with San Jose, one with Florida, 19-year career in the National Hockey League. Jonathan Quick's heading on 
a 16-year career in the National Hockey League. If the numbers are identical or very similar to somebody who's not in the Hall of Fame, I can't make the case for Jonathan Quick to be in the Hall of Fame. Even though I think both these players should be in the Hall of Fame. Let's make that very clear. I think Mike Vernon and Jonathan Quick should be in the Hall of Fame. But they are not because the Hall of Fame committee has set the bar to something a little above Mike Vernon's resume. Jonathan Quick does not pass that bar. So I cannot put him in the category of active NHL players who I think would make the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately. Quickie, I was I'm rooting for you, but I don't think you make it. Joe Pavelski. Joe Pavelski is an interesting player as well because his resume is right on the border. The thing that, the couple things that really push him slightly below the Hall of Fame border, no cups, no individual hardware. I'm sorry, Joe. If you don't hit a thousand points, you got to make up for it with some hardware. You got to make up for it with some cups. Neither of those. One time all-star as well. So that shows you throughout his career where he was amongst the stars in the NHL, amongst the top tier players. Joe Pavelski only has one all-star appearance. I think he falls just short, even though he has a very impressive career in the National Hockey League. If he retired at the end of the 2023 season at the age of 38, I don't think he makes the Hall of Fame. One more thing with Jonathan Quick. He's going to be the all-time leader in wins for an American goalie. That'll, that helps his case to make the Hall of Fame, but I still don't think it's there. I just want to get that stat in there because I had it written here, and I feel like it's important. It's very important. Also, most shutouts. By the end of this season, he's probably going to hit those two numbers for all-time goalies, American goalies. So those, those are my don't ever get in old guys who are on the verge of retirement, and I don't think the numbers are there. Next category. The might get there, might never get there, Definitely not yet. Remember, this game that we're playing is the you got to retire at the end of the 2023 season. These players, I think, might get there, but they're not there yet. But they also might never get there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good bunch. Let me read it off to you. Zach Parise, Ryan Suter, Alex Petrangelo, John Tavares, Claude Giroux, Mark Giordano, Blake Wheeler. I think all of those players have a good shot at if they can keep up what they're doing in their career and not even maintain, but show that they're Hall of Fame worthy in their later years. Like I'm saying, like John Tavares, I'm saying later years. If he just keeps it up and you add some winning. Maybe you add some hardware, like a Conn Smythe, you know, on a great cup run. Parise, Suter, Petrangelo, Tavares, Giroux, Giordano, Blake Wheeler all got a shot. I'm going to highlight one name there. And some astute listeners, 
that are listening right now to the Jesse Blake Sports Report will know the name that I'm highlighting for something that I've been harping on this entire podcast. Well, for like half of the podcast. Norris Trophy winners and the Hockey Hall of Fame. Mark Giordano is a Norris Trophy winner. 1819, he won a, I would say, a rather surprise Norris Trophy for somebody of his age. He was 36, 37, 36, I think, at the time of awarding the Norris Trophy. The number, you don't really, Mark Giordano doesn't pass the, oh yeah, that's that's a Hall of Famer test in my eyes. I think depending on the last two, let's see, two seasons he plays here in Toronto. Here in Toronto. Yeah, I'm I'm based in Toronto. He plays in Toronto. Mark Giordano could make the Hall of Fame. I couldn't, I just couldn't put him in the look at the numbers, their Hall of Fame's category, Hall of Famer categories. But I couldn't put him in the don't ever get their category. But he has the Norris Trophy, which is the important, the most important thing for a defenseman to have to get into the Hall of Fame. The dominance isn't there. I want to check the international resume for one second with Mark Giordano to see if he has the gold. No, the international, the international numbers aren't there. Three All-Stars, I don't. The World Championships he went to in 2010, Canada finished seventh. That's brutal. An undrafted player, which is quite impressive that an undrafted player would go on to have this long international uh, NHL career and win a Norris Trophy. I really think Mark Giordano has to do something in Toronto and really impress in his last two years. Else he's going to start breaking my Norris Trophy rule. Because GL, as much as I think I want him to be a Hall of Famer, I just don't know if it's there, if the resume is there. But that's why I have him in the might get there, might never get there, definitely not yet category. We'll see if Gio can put a put together a couple of nice years in Toronto where there's a lot of media and see if he can sneak in. I didn't put this player in the list where I just read off that tier that might might get there, might not get there, definitely not yet tier. I didn't read off this player because this player is the most important player, I think, on this entire list. Phil Kessel. Is Phil Kessel a Hall of Famer? Is a debate that went on last month. It was a hot topic as he was approaching Doug Jarvis's all-time record, and then he broke it. Is Phil Kessel a Hall of Famer? Phil Kessel's numbers are almost there. Phil Kessel has 1,200 career games, 1,220, 402 goals, 561 assists, 963 points. He's not he's not the thousand point club. Doesn't quite reach the thousand point club. Two time cup winner, no individual trophy. 
trophies, trophies, trophy. I don't think Phil Kessel makes the Hall of Fame. And a lot, some of my thinking was influenced by Darren Dreger, who was on Overdrive last month. And they were having this debate of the Phil Kessel is a hockey Hall of Famer debate. And Dreger said something very interesting. He said, this would be less of a debate if Phil Kessel was more of a media darling during his time in Toronto. And I guess during his time around the rest of the National Hockey League. And it's so unfortunate that that is true. But the amount that the voters like you and media members like you as a person who can give a good quote matters to your Hockey Hall of Fame resume. And like like I just said, that's unfortunate. And there may be some people who look at Phil Kessel and the way the stories are written about him and how he can just wake up, never spend a day in the gym, but is the strongest guy on the team, go out there and put up 35 goals. Doesn't have to take care of his body, and yet he's the most athletic guy in the world, scores 32 goals. That's the narrative around Phil Kessel. Doesn't care about the media. Never gave one person in Toronto a good quote. And if those, if when Phil Kessel's time comes up for when they're voting on him to make the Hockey Hall of Fame, if some of those people in the media have a vote at that time, it's something they're going to think about. Because I think it's something that goes into it. I don't think Dreger would have mentioned it if it wasn't true. And if he was really beloved by the media and the fans, it would be easier to make the case that Phil Kessel is a Hall of Famer. But the individual trophies fall short. They don't exist. Two Stanley Cups is there. The lack of all-stars, all-star games, the lack of... He was... At the time when he was the best player on his team during his time in Toronto, I feel Kessel's actually never made an all-star game. When he was the best player on, on his team in Toronto, the team around him was really bad. JVR, Bozak, and Kessel was the top line. That is not a great top line. The, team, the, the bottom six was awful. Phil Kessel had no support when he was supposed to be at his peak. I don't think he's done enough. I have him in the maybe he can get there category because there's still legs in Phil. But I think if Phil Kessel called the quits at the end of the 2023 season, he doesn't get in. I don't think he's there yet. There's a chance, but not yet. Phil could do it. There's still a chance he reaches 500. If Phil Kessel reaches 500 career goals, nobody's keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. But he's not there yet. But there's still a shot. Not now, though. Last category, or second last category. Still too young, but on the way. These are your obvious names that you're like, hey, these guys are great. Why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? They're the best player, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know, but they're not there yet. If they retired today, they wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Adam Fox, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Nikita Kucherov, Leon Dreisaitl, Brad Marchand needs a couple. He needs like two more seasons. Don't worry. Austin Matthews. That's who I got. And they're still too young, but they're on the way. They're going to get there. That's the tier. 
Matthews, Marchand, Drysaddle, Kucherov, Makar, Fox, McKinnon. Those are the stars of the game today. They are future Hall of Famers based on every metric, and they're heading there. Just if they re- if they said today that they're going to retire, I don't think they would make the Hall of Fame quite yet. Last, the most important category in the world. Amongst all categories that have ever been categorized, this category is the most important category. It depends. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is such an interesting case of... This is a 25-year-old who has played 500 career games in the National Hockey League. He has two Hart Trophies, four Art Rosses, three Lester Beer Pearsons, five All-Star Game appearances. 254 career goals, 475 assists, 729 points. Is Connor McDavid a Hall of Famer after playing 503 NHL games? I personally, if I had a vote for the Hall of Fame, I would vote Connor McDavid into the Hall of Fame for the resume that he has put together so far in his career at 25 years old in 500 career games. I think he's proven in his, how many, eight years in the NHL, throughout his eight years in the NHL, for I'm going to say six of them, he is the best player in the National Hockey League. How many players in the in the history of, in the, I think it's 150-year history of the NHL, have had a six-year run as the best player, and it's not even close. It's not even freaking close that McDavid's the best player right now. And he's been the best player, let's say, five years in a row. I Just take away, take away 17, 18, I don't know, the year he won... He put up 108 points and led the league. Like, you can't know. Six years. I'm giving him six years in a row. He's been the best player in the National Hockey League. You could even say seven because he won the Hart Trophy in 16-17. Of his eight years in the NHL, you could make a legitimate argument that for seven of his eight years in the NHL, he was the best player in the National Hockey League. That list is a handful of players. It is a handful of people who have walked the earth who have been the best player for seven consecutive years. We are talking the best, the greatest of the greatest. That is Hall of Fame worthy. If I had a vote at the end of the 2023 NHL season and Connor McDavid said he was retiring, I would put him in the Hall of Fame. That's the last category. This has been the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Please! Tweet me your thoughts. DM me your thoughts. If you DM, if you want to slide in my DMs on Instagram, if you want to join the conversation on our Discord, sdpn.ca, hit the link to join the SDPN Discord. If you want to chat in the YouTube comments, fill them out below. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. I'm going to be back later this week with another fun exercise. Fun exercises, you know, we're getting into shape. We're getting in the shape. We're working out with these exercises. 
if you if you bet the five dollar bet for no goal second period goals on all the Monday night games, let me know as well. We could be we could make two thousand dollars on that four hundred and thirty to one odds. That could be fun. Let's see if that hits. Fingers crossed, everybody. Sportsinteraction.com, doer.ca. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be listening or watching this podcast right now, and I appreciate you. Have a great night. I will see you soon. And that is how it's done. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake, powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Jesse Blake, the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence. Sure, I know him. No, he doesn't have an ego at all.